Hello everyone, it's wonderful to be connecting with you in this way. My name is David and it's a joy to be sharing the Word of God with you. Um, if you are a member of Wellspring Church or you're just clicking in, it's fantastic that you're here and uh, it's a privilege to connect with you in this way. Uh, as Wellspring Church, we've started a series on prayer and uh, we've broken it down by using the acronym of PRAY, which is inspired originally by Pete Gregg and he's got a book all on this. But um, so far, what we've looked at is P being pause, R being reflect and rejoice. And today I've got the privilege of bringing the A, which is for ask. And next week, Magdi will bring yield. So why yield? And uh, the, the first thing that came to my mind when I uh, looked at the focus of prayer and the focus of our ask, I feel that's something we're most experienced at. Maybe that takes a majority of your prayers. I know a lot of the time I'm, I'm very quick to ask. Um, but I would like us to focus on in our asking, it's really important that we know who we're asking so that we know what we can ask for. If you think about this, um, I wouldn't ask my postman to diagnose me when I feel sick and care for me because I know who he is. I know that's not what he's about. That's not how he can help me. In the same way, I wouldn't ask or ring up Deliveroo and ask them to help with my broken down car because that's not what they can do. In the same way, my three-year-old daughter, Sailor, I would hope, I really would hope she wouldn't ask a stranger for a biscuit, but she would ask myself or her mum because she knows us. And not only does she know us, she knows we have a biscuit to give her and we have the authority to do so. Knowing who you're asking helps you know what to ask for. And so what we're going to do with our time together, we're going to be looking at the Lord's Prayer and we're going to be looking at prayer. We're going to be looking at the ask according to who God is and what he has. So what we're going to do, we're going to look at the Lord's Prayer from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. And we're actually just looking at the prayer. So that's verses 9 to 13. Now, you can also find the Lord's Prayer in Luke's Gospel in chapter 11. But uh, Matthew's Gospel, his writing of the Lord's Prayer is just that bit longer. And I just thought this one was the preferred one, at least for today, to go through together. Now, just before Jesus taught this prayer to his listeners, it's good to pick up a few things. Jesus talks about God as a father, even before saying the prayer. And he says, God is a father who sees us when we pray. And I think that's really important to realise God sees us when we pray, even when we're in the secret place, when we're doing it alone or somewhere hidden. God sees it, which means he hears our every prayer. He hears us. Also, Jesus encourages his listeners, and we can see it in the word, that not only does God see us, but he knows what we need even before we ask it. It's also, I think, really nice to know that Jesus didn't criticise his followers or those willing to listen to him about prayer. Even in chapter, in chapter 11 of Luke, it's the disciples themselves that asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Jesus did not criticise anyone willing and seeking after knowing how to 
do relationship with God, how to speak to him, but also how to listen to him. And you have to understand in their day, um, the Jews, which were mainly Jesus's audience, at least here, they would have been raised praying. They were a prayerful people. In fact, three times a day they would pray. And yet here, Jesus teaches them how to pray according to who God is and what's on God's heart. Verse 9, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Now, in some versions, it may continue. So I'm just going to read my footnote. It says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we're going to be looking at ask and we're going to be looking firstly at asking who. And Jesus tells us, teaches us to pray to our father. And in verse nine, you see, he doesn't just call the father, father, but he describes the father. He defines the father by saying his name is holy. May your name be kept holy. So let's just, just to frame this correctly, who are we asking? We're asking a heavenly father. And it's important to realize he's so different from any other father. God is not like any earthly father. He is a heavenly father. And then when we come to looking at his name, think about that for a moment. His name is like no other name. His name is the name above all names. What that means is he's incomparable. You cannot compare God, this heavenly father, with anyone or anything else. Nothing compares. Nothing even comes close. He's a league unto himself. He's a league on his own. He is one. He doesn't share who he is, his glory and majesty with anybody else. It's only him. The name above all names. This is what it means to have a name that is holy and set apart. He's so different. He's so beyond what we can even understand. He's beyond the greatness of which we could imagine, of which we want to even speak out. Even I right now, I'm having trouble of sharing just how good he is, how holy he is, how perfect he is. He's so different. He is so powerful. He's all powerful, almighty. Nothing is beyond his capability. Nothing is beyond his power. Think about that. Nothing is impossible for our heavenly father. This is the God we pray to. This is the God that we love. This is the God that Jesus is encouraging us to come to with our requests. And not only is he all powerful, he's victorious over death, over sin, sickness, death, the grave, evil itself. God reigns high and above that. He is our heavenly father far above, far superior, high above all things, high above every leader, every authority, every power, every nation, every government. He is high above it all. Now, we may have a relationship with an earthly father, 
but this. What we're introduced to here, what Jesus shares with us, is that we pray to a heavenly father. There is none like him. And if that doesn't just blow your mind, that God, God is a heavenly father, and yet we relate to him as our own personal father. This is what Jesus encourages us to do. Oh, wow, how incredible, how awesome God is. If that doesn't blow your mind that he can be your father, I don't know what will, because nothing on this earth will. Jesus encourages us to call this holy father our own personal father. Think about what that means about God. If you're calling God father, that means he belongs to you. That means we belong to him. It's a relational statement. Not only are we knowing God as all powerful, but we're knowing him in relationship as our father. How incredible that I belong to him and he belongs to me. He belongs to you and you belong to him. It's fantastic. And just to think about this, this isn't any natural kind of fatherhood. This is a fatherhood where God deliberately chose you. He chose you. Think of that for a moment again. God chose me, a heavenly father who's so beyond it all. And in regards to me, just thinking personally for me, I'm so far away from God. I'm so unlike God. Yet he's chosen me to be in relationship with him and to call upon him as father. And this is the work of Jesus. Although there's this great separation, this great divide from us and God, Jesus brings us close. Jesus brings us in. In Christ, God is our heavenly father. And again, I just got thinking about this in terms of the people Jesus was talking to. The Jews would have prayed prayers where they would have said and addressed their prayers with to the God of our fathers to the God of Abraham, to the God of Isaac, to the God of Jacob. See that distance. It's a God of a father of generations before. And then Jesus says, no, 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 not God of your fathers, your father, father God, heavenly father. Look how close that is, how personal that is. Wow, that blows my mind. The name above all names is my heavenly father is our heavenly father. Despite what we think, say and do in our lives, the messes we make of it, the things that go wrong, when we're even sick of ourselves or when we find it a, a difficulty to, to explore our own worth and think we're valuable, God himself would say, he is our heavenly father, he chose us and we belong to him. Wow. This is who we pray to. Now, because we know him as heavenly father, this also teaches us what we can pray for. So my second point, what can we pray for? We can pray for heaven on earth. And that really essentially is the father's will, the father's agenda for us and for our lives. And the thing we need to understand, if this is a heavenly father, his will for our lives is perfect, is so good, is so beyond even our best attempt of making up our own will and agenda for our lives. 
God's is so much more superior and better and perfect. Our Heavenly Father knows what's best for us and he wills what's best for us. My wife Hannah, um, she was born and raised in Watford and when she turned 18 she moved to Sydney in Australia and she went there to study and uh, she was out there for four years so she studied and she she worked. She um, made a really great friendship group out there, she had a great living situation and she really enjoyed the work she had. It was her agenda, it was her plan and will actually to continue living in Australia. But her heavenly father brought her back to Watford. Her heavenly father's will and plan for her life was to come back. And Han journeyed this out with God. And in the end, she came back to Watford, although that was a hard decision for her to do. And it was it was tough coming back to Watford. But just fast forwarding to where we are now, myself and Hannah, we met, we got married. We've been married for seven years now. And we've got two precious daughters, Sailor and Olivia. Hans also enjoyed different kinds of work while she's been here. And uh, just recently, we've had the privilege to decide, even as much as Hannah's loved work, that she actually wants to take this next season to be a full-time stay-at-home mum to look after our girls. It's also uh, worth noting God's provided for us a wonderful place to live. And actually, Hannah and her friends from Sydney, Australia, she's kept in, she's remained in contact. But actually, even her friends in Sydney, Australia, they've moved and gone places. They're living miles apart from one another. See, God's plan and will for our lives is so much better than our own. That doesn't mean sometimes it's a difficult walk. That doesn't mean at times we don't understand it. And sometimes we may never understand it. It's partly a journey and a walk of faith, this relationship and trust in God. But I want to encourage you. I want to encourage us as a church family and all those listening. God's will, his agenda and plan for our lives is really, really good. It's beyond our best intentions for our lives. Now, I wanted to share a bit more now of how Jesus helps us pray into God's will for our lives. And you see this in the prayer from verses 9 to 13. Jesus shares what's on God's heart. Oh, actually, God's will for us to pray, but God's will for him to do with us and alongside us. And I've uh, shortened it down. I've simplified it into five R's. So the Lord's will... His priorities are his renown, so that's the Lord's fame. It's the Lord's rule, so that is having his reign in our hearts and actually in our government and in our communities and neighbourhoods. It's our daily requirements. The Father, the Heavenly Father, wants to provide our daily requirements, all our needs. The fourth one is repentance. Heavenly Father really cares about repentance because he cares about us being forgiven and forgiving others. That really shows he actually cares for relationships done right. He cares about relationships being restored. This is the Heavenly Father's will. And finally, another priority of God's heart and will is his rescue. 
that the Lord would lead us and guide us, protect us and even deliver us from evil and horrible things and situations. So this means that we can pray into those things. And you have to understand the Lord's Prayer, as great as it is, and we should read through it and pray it out. It is a framework for how we can also do prayer and how we can also ask our Heavenly Father for things. You see, the Heavenly Father's will is to bring his kingdom reign, all that is in heaven, on earth. His will is to have his perfect heaven here in our lives to experience now. So that means we can pray for the sick. We can pray for those who are helping the sick. We should pray for our NHS. We should be praying for those who are poor, for those who are rough, sleeping rough, or for sofa surfing, and for the organisations that help them. Especially here in Watford, we have New Hope, but YMCA as well. We can be praying for those things and for the situations they're dealing with, with all sorts going on with, with the poor that they're reaching. The disadvantage, it's so close to God's heart to pray for the orphan, for the widow. I believe it's just as close on God's heart, although you don't find it in scripture, to be praying for the single parent as well. God cares for all these people and we should help them practically, but it's part of our prayer life too. God cares about us praying into injustices, God really hates any form of abuse. And we know during this lockdown, domestic abuse has gone up. We should pray into those things. That is something we can pray into. We can pray against stopping human trafficking and slavery, discrimination, prejudice. They're things that are on God's heart for us to pray into. It's his will actually to end those things, to stop those things, to intervene. We can even pray for those issues of addiction those trapped in lifestyles of, of drugs or alcohol or pornography, the many trappings and controls we have in our own lives, even to do with mental health issues, for those who um, have trouble eating and eating right. You know, the, the many eating disorders there are, there's self-harming, there's the stress, there's um, depression and anxiety and, and just fear. God wants us to pray into those things. That's that's his will to rescue us from them. Finally, even to bring it more personal, maybe, if those things haven't touched you in a personal way already, is that just pray for people who are far from God, who are away from God's love, from his reign and rule in their lives. There's people trapped in all sorts of meaningless things, investing their lives and investing their lives away, when the one thing that truly satisfies is Jesus Christ, is a relationship through Jesus, Christ, through Jesus Christ with our Heavenly Father. God really loves us. And this is the thing. We're, we're asking God for heaven on earth. The Heavenly Father can bring heaven on earth. And he does so through Jesus Christ. He did it through Jesus Christ. He's the means that which it all happened. But now, through the Holy Spirit, heaven can be on earth. See, Jesus came to bring heaven on earth, not to take us away from earth into heaven. His life, death and resurrection made that a possibility. And now his Holy Spirit comes down to bring heaven on earth, his rule and his reign and his will. I want to read to you just quickly as time is short. Romans 12, chapter, uh, verse 2 says this. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good 
and pleasing and perfect. To pray, to ask, is to ask for God's perfect will. We're asking for heaven on earth. So, when we pray, we ask a heavenly father. And because we can know this heavenly father, when nothing is impossible for him, we can pray for heaven on earth. We can pray for his good and perfect and pleasing will. To ask, like this whole series on pray, to ask is to ask out of relationship, not out of a religious duty. To ask is to ask a heavenly father who is all powerful. Nothing is impossible for him. And to ask, we need to ask for his will, not our own. Let me end with a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can even call out to you as our Heavenly Father. Thank you that you reveal yourself to us. And thank you for your good and perfect and pleasing will and agenda. Father, even if it may be difficult with so many things and noises and, and thoughts in our minds and hearts and even with our experiences, I pray, Father, you'd help each and every one of us trust in you. Heavenly Father, would you help us rise up in prayer and ask you what you want us to ask and what you want to do. Help us join our amen to your prayers and to your plans and to your hopes. In Jesus' name. Amen.